0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder. Welcome back to the show where we dig deeper to understand what really matters most in business. Uh, If you've been watching or listening the news, you've heard the words artificial intelligence a lot recently. Uh, Some have described it as uh, potentially the end of the world as we know it. Others have described it as the greatest thing since canned beer. We're going to talk about that and a lot more with my guest today, Artem Koren, who's the co-founder and chief product officer at Assembly AI. Artem, welcome to Behind the Numbers.
1: Hey Dave, great
0: to be here. All the way from the Netherlands. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for that. So I wanna start off by by just setting the stage with what you are doing at Assembly AI before we get into kind of the more global issues. But Assembly AI, it's meeting assistant artificial intelligence. Tell us a little bit about the company and uh, what is meeting assistant AI? Sure, we started in
1: 2019 when the idea of any kind of AI assistant was very new, very fresh, and uh, no one really thought much about it. And we spent a lot of time educating uh, users on what it could do for them. Uh, today, the idea of AI assistants is very prevalent. They appear in a lot of different areas. Uh, our product assembly is focused on assisting teams to get work done that they need to get done. And so we have an AI teammate who joins meetings just like a human would. So you invite the teammate to come to your meetings uh, in your calendar invite. The teammate shows up and your Microsoft Teams Zoom or Google Meet calls, uh, hangs out with you during the meeting and you proceed with the meeting as you normally would. There's no like magic commands or words to say, you just have your meeting with your team. And after the meeting, assembly will generate a transcript of the conversation. So it's searchable, it's shareable. It will also provide you the best in the industry meeting notes uh, that are very accurate and very detailed and very insightful from the meeting. Uh, it also identifies tasks, different kinds of tasks that were mentioned in the meeting. These could be small activities like to-dos, project tasks, or even project ideas. And it does that at a near-human PM level. Uh, and it also identifies a bunch of key items like issues, risks, decisions, and, and much more. And then lastly, a feature that's been very po- uh, po- uh, popular with our user base is a feature called Semblian where you can talk to Semblian about your meeting. So literally just before uh, this uh, conversation with you, I jumped into Assembly uh, and I asked Semblian to give me a listing Of all the features one of our major customers uh, mentioned during my last call with them, real deal. Um, And they gave me a bulleted listing of all the features uh, this person said, and I screenshot and they sent it to our product manager just to confirm we have the full scope. So this gives you some ideas of how you can begin to think about uh, this meeting AI system in your life.
0: Yeah, and, and for the audience, uh, in total transparency, I, I do prep calls and, and meet my guests before we do the program so that when we get on camera, it's not the first time we're seeing each other. And when I was talking with Artem, the um, the meeting assistant was there in, in the, um, the Zoom room, so to speak. Um, and look, the conventional way is normally we have somebody as a scribe to take the notes and record things and so forth. And Uh, i'm sure everybody's had the experience where those items tend to perhaps fall through the cracks. so this is really a neat experience to see this in action and artem funny enough since we did our conversation uh, i was on another conversation shortly after that and again another meeting assistant is there Uh, talk a little bit about this conversation intelligence concept so that we understand how this ai is actually being able to understand what's happening during the course of this meeting as various people are communicating
1: so there's a lot there's several aspects to conversation intelligence and some are a bit subtle because they're baked into they are things that we don't generally think about so uh, these are things around in what framework mechanical framework is the conversation happening so are you guys meeting online are you meeting offline is it a hybrid uh, who's part of this conversation, um, uh, what kind of roles, um, with what purpose someone joins the conversation. So these are all meta elements of uh, the discussion that makes uh, the uh, factors in to some of what we do. The next bit is language and culture. So it's very prevalent now to have global teams that, can speak in different languages, but also in a mixed language during the same meeting. For example, on our teams, it's very common to flip between Ukrainian and Russian or another language and English. And so it's important to understand the the nuances of the different languages as well as mixed language discussions. So for that reason, for example, Assembly supports over 30 languages today and can also support mixed language conversations. And then finally, get to the meat of the matter, which is really something new in the world today, which is before technology was facilitating the fact of the conversation. So instead of having to be in person, you could use Zoom, uh, Teams, Google Meet, and have an online discussion, and COVID accelerated that. But there wasn't much understanding of what was the discussion about, and there's not much the technology can do after the meeting was held. And so assembly really turns that upside down and it's listening to what's going on in the conversation. And so there's different things that it does. So one thing that's very important is it, it it's trying very hard to understand who's speaking and saying what and when, because that's not an obvious thing to do. The next thing it tries to do is it tries to identify the different important points of discussion in the conversation. So effectively trying to understand kind of areas of productive discourse and then mining those areas for interesting um, conversational bits, um, but uh, a, a lot of a lot of what happens in terms of conversational understanding happens later behind the scenes where we apply both proprietary and uh, commercially available large language models to analyze the discussion um, in very particular ways to generate high quality results and you can think about um, quality being a very important element here because we, we do things like, you know, controlling for uh, bad language. Um, we do things for like, you know, correcting for kind of oddly uh, spoken language elements um, and, and a lot of refinement as we turn spoken uh, conversation into analyzable text. And so there's a there's a process that happens there.
0: Yeah, that is really cool stuff is, is the AI clever enough to understand and, and tell you in this transcript who is actually speaking like if you've got a half a dozen people on the meeting does it tell you uh, who's saying what or is it just the conversation?
1: assembly Fem- is yeah so um, we have we have proprietary tech including a voice print so you can actually record a voice print in our platform like a fingerprint. And it will actually be listening for your voice print, which is very important. For example, like in our professional uh, plans, we have a feature called AI to-do. So as you're going through meetings, assembly will be listening for your to-do items uh, that you, you will need to get done at some point. And it will understand them because you will be self assigning them. And then it can stream them to your to-do app automatically. So for example, my, uh, my to-do app on my phone gets an automatic stream of to-do items. From Assembly,
0: uh, as a result. Nice, Artem. For folks who are watching and and listening, um, want to learn more about you or Assembly AI, how can they reach you? Uh, So
1: Assembly is www.assembly.ai. It's S-E-M-B-L-Y. Um, you can go on the site and try the, and register for a free trial, um, get to use the product, see how it works in your meetings. Uh, you can find me in LinkedIn as Artem Koren, K-O-R-E-N, or in Twitter as clearly Koren, one word.
0: Great, thanks. We're coming close to the commercial break, Artem, but I wanna get in one more question here. I wanna talk about what happens after the meeting. Um, obviously there's great opportunities for increased productivity. Once you've, you've gotten this transcript, talk a little bit about what happens after the meeting, how folks are using it.
1: There's basically three camps of use after the meeting, uh, internal team meetings, external customer meetings and town halls. And really depending on the mode of the meeting, it really varies what kind of use it is. So for the internal. Uh, You would go into the the meeting summary to make sure that you've retained all the points of discussion. And by the way, assembly can attend instead of you. So, even if you weren't in the meeting, you can jump into the summary and see what the meeting was about. Uh, And then for also for internal, you're going to look at tasks. Our tasks are uh, superb and really uh, fill in some some areas where you might have missed. Then for externally focused there, um, our users like to connect uh, their transcripts and meeting notes to CRMs. So you could have a, a running track record of conversation and also build a, a library of your meeting notes across your wiki. And then finally for town halls, and this is such a common use case, it takes uh, organizations hours and days to summarize a town hall down and present it in a bolded list. Um, it's a it's a matter of five minutes if you have something.
0: That's awesome. And on that, we're going to take a quick pause here. Artem, don't go anywhere, you watching and listening. You sit tight. We'll be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break. expression in business that you can't manage what you can't measure. Business performance and business valuation, it's all measured by the numbers. But I've learned that the real lessons and the tough decisions that are made occur behind the numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder. Join me and my guests as we go behind the numbers to understand what really matters most in business. I love that we both got an awesome network and save money doing it.
1: I know, $25. I love that it's guaranteed for three years. Switch and get Welcome Unlimited for $25 a line. Guaranteed for three years. Verizon.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Mark Iorio. I'm the host of Rainmaker's Roundup right here on RVN TV. The show is about looking for people who are in competitive businesses that are doing something different and unique in the world of sales and marketing. Join me right here on Rainmaker's Roundup on Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. and then again on Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Right here on RVN TV.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, it We switched to Liberty Mutual and saved six hundred and fifty-two dollars. They customize your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. With the money we saved, Oops. we thought we'd try electric unicycles. Oh. oh. Careful, babe. Saving was definitely easier.
0: Hey, babe. I think I got it. It's actually
1: <laughs> okay. Show off. <laughs> Help. Oh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty,
0: Liberty, Liberty. Joanne,
1: are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Market news, experts, the economy,
0: investment topics, and much more. I'm Joanne Morgano, and this is Martin Salzman. And we're financial advisors. We'll give you the latest happenings on everything that affects your money. And have a little fun along the way. We will. Join us every Thursday and Friday at 6 p.m. on It's Your Money with Joanne and Martin. And welcome back to Behind the Name, Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking with Artem Koren, who's the co-founder and chief product officer at Assembly AI. And uh, folks, you, you can't script this stuff. But while we we're at commercial break, I was telling Artem that my watch. Was listening in on our conversation, was trying to create a task, and in that moment, uh, it actually said, "That's awkward." So, which is a great segue for me to share that obviously we've all been dealing with AI in some aspect, whether it's Siri or Alexa and so forth. But Artem, I want to get your take on the—I'll call it—the bigger picture around AI. Uh, you know, ChatGPT has gotten a lot of good press and, admittedly, somewhat not so positive. And as I said at the top of the show. There's the pendulum of opinion. Is it the end of humanity or is it the greatest thing since canned beer? What's your take on artificial intelligence? Where are we really here?
1: We are on the cusp of the next major evolution in technology, very similar to the advent of the Internet. The big difference between then and now, so I guess going back about 25 or so years and now, is that the change is happening even more quickly? And so, if, if the onset of the internet took a few years to proliferate, uh, the AI, the modern AI transition, is is counted in a matter of months, if not weeks. Um, it's really going to ship a lot of common and. Uh, typical paradigms that we're accustomed to around uh, what we expect of software, how we use technology and for what, uh, how it interfaces with us, um, how much it understands us and how personalized it is to what we're trying to achieve. Uh, In the near term, we'll expect uh, results, the kinds of uh, results that we want to get, whether they be artifacts like uh, visual or audio or informational um, to come in faster, uh, more accurately, spanning much wider networks of information that have been possible before just using your Google searches. And so we're really on the precipice of a major technological revolution.
0: Yeah, I'd like you to share with us uh, your thoughts on maybe the, the landscape today, where where we are with AI and the other types of applications, um, since you and I have started interacting, uh, my so-called intelligent news feed has decided that I want to learn more about, I guess, what's called generative AI, the content creation piece. So I've been getting teasers. Click here, and, and you'll, you'll write a 1,500-word article. Um, what other applications are, are currently being deployed across the enterprise today?
1: In in some sense, uh, modern AI is touching every bit of enterprise, uh, and and it's it's already been doing that in terms of machine learning and and data science based analytics. So where we were looking at primarily numbers and patterns and predicting. Uh, so cases were like fraud and. Um, Customer segmenting um, more kind of simple and more um, let's say digital use cases. Whereas now with generative AI, and this I think is where people who are not close to technology they have a they still they had a very hard time and some still have a hard time um, uh, accepting the fact that AI can be brilliantly creative and impressively productive in a artistic form. So uh, this is both, this is all across music, across visual art of different uh, types, and also across writing. Um, You can have AI today that writes you an extremely compelling children's book that features your child's favorite character doing the things that your child enjoys listening to. Uh, it's really it's really shown that this this concept that uh, we as, as humans were kind of keeping in our pocket that's our own, which is this concept of creativity and innovation, is not uh, is not a ma- it's not a magical formula. It's it's something that uh, with enough um, technological progress can be digested into uh, bits and ones and zeros, just like anything else
0: wow so if i heard what you said in parsing some of it back when you when you think about a music application uh, some of the greatest songs of all time could be superseded by artificial intelligence if you provide the right programming
1: exactly and uh you could even have if there's a, a genre you like and a performer you like you can have ai generate a song with that performer in that genre with completely original music and and lyrics in fact i saw some new research out of meta uh from Young lecum's area that is generates extremely high fidelity um music now i'm not a music expert so i can't truly judge the quality but to my untrained ear it you know sounds pretty pretty great and uh there was another popular case where a new song came out where I believe it was Jay-Z who was on the track, except he was never physically on the track. It was all AI-generating lyrics and his voice.
0: Yeah, and you talk about voice. Um, recently got a, uh, a cyber training nugget uh, that was distributed throughout our office uh, alerting us to uh, you know, potential fraud activities based upon AI-generated uh, voice. You know, The pretend that the CEO would leave you a voicemail message or even call you and ask you to do certain things. And it, it's, it's really solid. So talk about the downside risk here.
1: And just like with any uh, great power, there's great responsibilities, right? Spider-Man told us that. So uh, <laughs> this technology can be used in for a lot of good, but also unfortunately, but very poignantly for a lot of bad. Um, and this voice impersonation is just scratching the surface. Now, AI could today It's still in early days, but let's say, you know, in the next several months to a year, we'll be able to act a lot more independently. So today it works in more of a prompted way where you ask for something and it gives it back to you and the stuff it can give back to you is getting exponentially better. But soon you you won't need to prompt it for a response. You can prompt it for a goal and it will go and noodle down its own pathways of reasoning and actions to get to that goal. There's already very early examples of that in products like AutoGPT and, um, and, and, and 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 those kinds of very early frameworks. And so the danger is very real because um, just like you can set it to do a very uh, useful and productive goal, you can ask it to do something really nefarious. And um, I think that it introduces a new set of dimensions to how we think about safety and security um, that we'll have to start to uh, concern ourselves with with the advent of this new technology
0: yeah and that's a really interesting look around the corner of what the future of AI might look like and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you what's the impact on on, on human beings right now what what's the impact on jobs for example
1: I would I would summarize as, as a recalibration of jobs. Um, there's a quote that I really like that said, uh, "AI won't take over the world. A human using AI will." And so, what's it, there's new kinds of roles that it has sprung, roles like prompt engineering. Um, large language model developers are very in vogue, and and people who know how to weave uh, AI as a new kind of material into the business process are now very sought after and of course because ai now makes it more efficient to to write code and look up information and and automate certain kinds of tasks uh, there is a danger for those types of jobs to contract in some areas and i think there's no broad sweeping statement like you can't say oh like programmers are dead like no that's not true As well, you know, artists, programmers, everyone will have a place. uh, Continues to have a place, and will continue to have a place. The nature of that work will likely shift in ways that incorporates the use of AI tools and and assistant technologies. Plus, new roles will develop uh, that are specifically around AI. But I think it's um, uh, it behooves everyone to familiarize themselves with the latest in AI. Tools that are uh, proximal to their area of expertise and work, and to understand the trends and to understand how those tools apply to the work that they do, so they can achieve the the new levels of productivity that these tools enable.
0: Yeah, is it possible that AI could help in the uh, the medical field in developing cures for diseases?
1: Short-term, it's already being used in many different ways, everything from patient interviews to cancer oncology analysis, the digital biopsies of oncology, and it's already playing a big role in those areas. Uh, the future, I think, is mind-boggling as far as how how much amazing progress we'll be able to make with the assistance of AI. And so if you can imagine in a scientific lab where an AI can co. Uh, support a uh, researcher in figuring out formulations or certain DNA patterns that um, could address very complex and and difficult diseases, including things like aging. Um, I think this is becoming truly within reach over the next uh, decade. And um, I am confident that we will have major breakthroughs in medicine and pharmacology that are either AI-led or heavily AI-assisted. Uh, I, I, from my perspective, it's guaranteed.
0: I like that. And that helps us come out of the dark side of the conversation that we had. I uh, just got the high sign from my producer. We are down to just a couple of minutes here, but this is such a fascinating conversation. I, I've got to ask you one more thing to end on a, a an up note here, and maybe just a minute or two, Artem. Uh, and let's talk about the collaboration aspect. Um, does artificial intelligence allow for increased collaboration in teams as we think about the so-called future of work?
1: Absolutely. Uh, So first of all, it offers a new dimension of collaboration, which is collaboration with artificial intelligent actors. And that's something that we haven't really thought about, but it's becoming more of a reality. But inter-team collaboration within the same team and across teams is certainly empowered by AI. First of all, it breaks down language barriers because you can now understand, you know, what's going on in, in, in people's workflows who may not be speaking the same language as you, but AI doesn't care what language it's in. It will give you the language you want. Um, next, it's in terms of communication styles. It can really help and support different styles of communication for different people and, um, you know, help you to more effectively communicate ideas with your team and vice versa and teach you to be a better communicator but also help people better communicate with you i think in all those areas um, it's going to improve uh, how we collaborate
0: that's great i wish we had more time I, I could go on for another hour here for sure but unfortunately we are done artem thank you so much for joining us today on behind the numbers
1: thank you it's been uh, really fun
0: it has been fun we've been talking with artem koren who's a co-founder and chief product officer at assembly ai definitely check that out that meeting assistant thing is really neat stuff Uh, i am dave bookbinder and i'm the one that my clients turn to when they want to know what their most important assets are worth you can find me on linkedin always happy to have a conversation got to give a shout out to the guys over here in the production booth for making the show run smoothly as they always do. And a big shout out to you, the audience. We can't do the program without you. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. We usually drop an episode every week. Hit that subscribe button so you know that all that we're up to. Uh, That's it for today. We will see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care, everybody.